RetroSeasons.com for more sports history.
two-on delivery. Inside the high, it's ball three. Houston immediately petitioned league president Warren Giles for permission for a replacement for Jim Campbell. And Merritt Renew will join the team tomorrow. A foul ball wafted back upstairs is going out of play. the most recent additions to the pitching staff of the New York Mets are in uniform for tonight's game. Larry Foss, who came from the Pittsburgh organization, where he had won 10 and lost 5 this year with Asheville, arrived in time for tonight's ball game. Larry took his family to Wichita, his hometown, then came back to join the Mets here in Houston. Fouled again by Gene Woodling out of play at 3-2. Situation is unusual in Houston, and the timing for the New York Mets.
has not been the best. Last time the Mets came into Houston, Peters would come along with your microphone over by six inches. You'd reach over and grab it to put it back over where it was. And they left. They went down south towards the Gulf, and they have been gone. But they arrived back in Houston three days ago, according to the authorities on such things.
Juan Mejias has set himself up in potential scoring position with two men down. Count of strike one on Norm Larker. Carl Warwick, the center fielder, is on deck, and then Bob Aspermani. Take his sign from Canizaro. Here's the pitch on the way. Inside and low. One ball, one strike. 45s right now riding their best spurt of the entire year. They have won 10 of their last 13 ball games. They are riding their longest winning streak of the season. A streak of five straight. And right now, the Dodgers and Giants are in a flat-footed tie in the National League Senate race. Here's the pitch on the way. possession of first by a half game. If they win tonight, and if they lose, they'll fall behind the Giants by a half game. The Cincinnati Reds are facing a comeback from behind effort, just as they did last night. Last night, they trailed St. Louis 4-1, to came from behind, tied the game in the ninth, fell behind in the tenth, tied the game in the tenth, and then won it in the eleventh. Reds right now games out of first place. They're trailing the Cardinals 4-1 to one at the end of three and a half tonight. Here's the pitch to Larker. He coughs with a ground ball off his ankle, and that one really hurt. It knocked his legs right out from under him. Reds are three and a half back, pending the outcome of their game, and of course the Dodger-Pittsburgh game tonight in Los Angeles. Now 
Craig Reddy delivers. And the breaking ball just misses three and two. Tomorrow's game time changed from the original schedule. will be on the air at 5.55 tomorrow evening in New York. For the last of this four-game series. And Monday night, the Mets are home, meeting the Milwaukee Braves in the polo grounds. Now Craig has gone three and two on Norm Larker. Here's the payoff pitch. Ball four, it's outside. That'll bring up Carl Warwick. Warwick hit listen nine times at bat of the series. 259 on the year. Carl came up through the Dodger organization. They traded him on to St. Louis, and St. Louis traded him to Houston in the Bobby Shannon trade earlier this year. That has been a good trade for both ball clubs. Warwick has played well for Houston, and little Bobby Shannon has had a good year for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now Craig Reddy, in comes his pitch, a foul ball into the air, back upstairs, it'll be out of play. Bob Aspermani, the third baseman, is out on deck. on the way. Outside and low, one ball, one strike on Carl Warwick. Now Craig up in pitching position, delivers ground ball, hit down to third. With the ball, Felix uh, Charlie Neal, and Charlie makes the fourth play at third on Ramon Mejia to retire the side. Side out in the last half of the first, no runs, one hit, no errors, two left on. And now at the end of one, the score, the New York Mets, nothing, and the Houston Gold 45, nothing. Well, you know, next year... Must play their home games in beautiful new surroundings at the new Flushing Meadows Stadium. You know, work on the new ballpark has progressed to the extent that the Mets are now accepting applications for season boxes and combination plan tickets. Prospective purchasers may send names and addresses to ticket manager Polo Grounds, New York 39, and application blanks will be sent to them. Present subscribers need not apply as applications will be mailed to them. First time to get the opportunity and you're out for a leisurely drive, be sure and swing by Flushing Meadows and see the tremendous progress that has been made on the beautiful new home of the New York Mets, Flushing Meadows Stadium. The field work has gone up amazingly fast. And when it is all done... It is going to be a real thrill to watch the Mets in action in that beautiful new surrounding. We've enjoyed tremendously broadcasting.
broadcasting ball games this year from the beautiful new stadium for the Los Angeles Dodgers on the West Coast. And when the stadium is done out in Flushing Meadows, it will be even better. Well, they are incorporating and taking advantage of any mistakes that might have been made there and to make this one even better. Thornberry will be leading off as we go along to the top of the second.
watch the fellow who comes to the ballpark who is a great fan. You'll see him trying to make a fair hand catch. Games 
15th and 16th of September. You've got to hand it to Hudson the Reds. They seem to be hopelessly out of it, and they fought right back. Ground ball bounced right up the middle by Bob Astronomy for a base hit. He hit the first pitch thrown by Roger Craig and leads off the home second.
Here's the pitch on the way. Outside and low, it's ball three. Now let's keep an eye on Ab Fermani and see if acting manager Lumen Harris puts the play on. Harry Kraft expected to rejoin the ball club and take over the controls tomorrow afternoon. Now Craig makes the stop. Throws to first base, not in time. Craig, swung on, foul tip. And 
the count, one and two on a Mal Patano. Dick Farrell will be hitting next. Farrell is one of those pitchers that doesn't hit too often, but he's strong, and when he gets a hold of one, he can really give it a ride. Next pitch by Craig, a grounded foul over toward the dugout of the New York Mets. Ball scoots right into the dugout, and the count is one ball and two strikes. Took a pretty tough jolt out there in the outfield. He was going as fast as he could. 
reaching out, he had the ball in his glove, and just as the ball hit in his glove, he was hit hard by Joe Christopher. Neither saw the other, and the ball squirted over toward the right field line.
The Giants beat the Cubs 7-2. Billy Pierce won his 14th. Bowling in the eighth inning. Cardwell, the loser. Tonight at the end of six, St. Louis four, Cincinnati three. Jackson against Joey J. Homers by Gene Oliver and Jerry Lynch. Here are the warm-ups on the West Coast. It'll be Al McBean against Southpaw Pete Rickard from Floral Park, New York. In the American League, all of the contenders won their games. The Yankees beat the Red Sox 6-1. Whitey Ford winning his 15th. Whitey had to leave the game when his leg tightened up, and Jim Coates came on to finish up. Don Swall was the loser. The White Sox beat Washington 6-3, an early win went all the way. For early, his seventh win of the year. He now needs one more for that coveted 300 mark. Don Rudolph, the loser. The Minnesota Twins beat Detroit 9-2. Pasquale won his 18th. Mossy losing. Allison hit two home runs. He now has 25. Cleveland beat Kansas City 3-2. Latman besting Dan Fister. And the Angels beat the Orioles 2-1. Belinsky over Estrada. That's the rundown on scores. And for the rundown on action, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob, it's Rod Caneo, right-hand batting second baseman, and his first pitch is a fastball outside for ball one. Caneo scoring around is going to push a bunt out towards second base. One ball, no strike. Now Craig with a two-and-one count on Al Spangler. Bob Lewis on second, Turk Farrell on third, two men down. Next pitch by Craig. Breaking ball in the dirt. It's three and one on Al Spangler. Amon Mejias, the right fielder, is the young decorator. Station. 
In other games, the Phillies beat Milwaukee 6-4 to this afternoon. McClish winning his 10th in relief. Henley was the loser. Seaver City of 20th homer came with two on and Torrey connected. Braves come into New York on Monday night for their final New York appearance of the season. The Giants beat the Cubs 7-2. Billy Pierce won his 14th. Bolin in the 8th inning. Cardwell the loser. Tonight at the end of 6, St. Louis 4, Cincinnati 3. Jackson against Joey J. Homer by Gene Oliver and Jerry Lynch. Here are the warm-ups on the West Coast. It'll be Al McBean against Southpaw Pete Rickard from Floral Park, New York. In the American League, all of the contenders won their games. The Yankees beat the Red Sox 6-1. Whitey Ford winning his 15th. Whitey had to leave the game when his leg tightened up, and Jim Coates came on to finish up. Don Swall was the loser. The White Sox beat Washington 6-3, an early win went all the way. For early, his seventh win of the year. He now needs one more for that coveted 300 mark. Don Rudolph, the loser. Minnesota Twins beat Detroit 9-2, past Wall won his 18th, Mossy losing. Allison hit two home runs, he now has 25. Cleveland beat Kansas City 3-2, Latman besting Dan Fister. And the Angels beat the Orioles 2-1, Belinsky over Estrada. That's the rundown on scores, and for the rundown on action, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob, it's Rod Kinney, all right, and batting second baseman. And his first pitch is a fastball. Outside for ball one. Kinney scoring around is going to push a bun out towards second base. One ball, no strike. On the mound for the Colt 45. Kirk Farrell, big strong right-hander with a record of nine wins and 18 losses. Farrell has a record this year against the Mets of one win and two losses. All of his games have been well-pitched games. 2-0 pitch, high for ball three. So now they count 3-0 and as Keneal leads off. The on-deck batter is Chris Canazero. He'll be followed by the pitcher, Roger Gray. Al Farrell into the windup and delivers, and it's a fastball through for strike one. Farrell beat the Mets on May 22nd, 3-2. He lost to them on June 11th, 3-1, and also lost to them on June 22nd. Two to nothing. There's a fastball for strike two. So Farrell now picking the count up. It's three balls and two strikes on Rod Gideon. One nothing game favoring the Houston Colt 45. Now the windup in the 3-2 pitch. A fastball popped up in the air. The second baseman waiting, Joe Malfitano. And he puts it away for out number one. And that will bring up Chris Canazero. Before the out, batting 256. Canazero coming on, batting 214. Chris, right hand batting catcher for the Mets. Now in the batter's box. To take up with his first encounter with the eight, Kurt Farrell. Runner. Roger 
And the next pitch is high inside. It moves Chacon away from the plate. Ball three. So Dirk Farrell, who has yet to walk a man, now pitch away from more up the bases. Three balls and no strike. A fastball that's inside for ball four. That loads him up and brings up Charlie Neal. Charlie flat out to right field his first time up. Batting 251. Right hand batting third baseman. On a third base, Chris Canazero. At second base, Roger Craig. Moved down there after the walk from Chicago. game in favor of the Houston Colts 45. Top of the third inning. Farrell with the sign now into the windup and delivers. Fastball high for ball one, just above the letter.
in favor of the Mets. Top of the third inning. And the infield back for the double play with the bases loaded and only one man out. And here's the first pitch to Marv. A fastball that's inside, ball one. The Mets 1 2 3 in the first and second innings. But the Mets after Keneal had gone out. Coming up with four consecutive men on base. Now Farrell taking plenty of time as the sign. And comes back to Thromberry with a fastball that's hit out the left field. It could drop in. Coming on the left fielder Sangler. He can't get to us. Story from third base. Elias Chacon and following him around is Johnny Neal. And the Mets now lead it by a score of 4-1. to one. Moving on down to second base on the base hit, Gene Woodling. And now the Mets with runners at first and second base, and the batter is Jim Hickman. That ball was looped out the left field. The left fielder, Al Sanger, playing a very deep left field, could not get to it. It dropped in front of him. And two men scored. And with the two in, it's now 4-1. to one. Jim Hickman, right-hand batting center fielder, steps up. It's all even now at four feet. Jim struck out swinging his first time up, and he looks at the curve for strike one.
Garner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Colt Stadium in Houston, Texas. And Roger Craig now getting ready to start the bottom half of the third inning. The first man up for the Colts will be Roman Mejia. Batting in the third position in the batting order. Right hand batting right fielder. And the first pitch by Craig is hit down towards the shortstop side. He's going up with the ball over to first base in time for out number one. Mejias, who singled his first time up, is out for the second time. To stay for the first time, and with one out, Norm Larker comes up. Norm walked his first time up. He's still in the dugout, and it looks as though they're going to send up a pinch hitter.
windup and delivers low outside for ball three. Mets scored four runs in the top of the third inning to take over the lead, four to one. They lost the first game by a score of four to three. and a foul ball on the 3-1 pitch. So Roger now has picked the count up to three balls and two strikes. Three and two with Bob Ascolani on deck. And here's the windup and the delivery. A curveball line to left field, a base hit. Of the year. 
He drove in the tying run in the ninth inning of the first game. When he runs scored as an arrow was made on the base hit by Bob. There's a curve that is low outside. So the count now, three balls and no strikes. Paul Roger picked up the first two men, then gave up a double to Warwick, a single to Aspermani, and now he is behind 3-0 on Al Smith. Curve, it's hit down towards third base, but it goes foul. Moving over 
Moore to make the play. Charlie Neal, the ball goes off his glove. It falls over towards the Boskeet area. So once again, Amal Padano stays alive at two balls and two strikes.
making the play at first base, Dave Roberts, who went in as a pinch hitter for Norm Larkin. So with two out, the batter will be Chris Canazero. Chris started off the rally in the third inning, which saw the Mets score four by singling to right field. Roger Gray came up and singled behind him to move him over to third base. And then Edie Chacon walked the load him up. Charlie Neal drove in two with a base hit. And Morris Romberry came up and drove in two more with a base hit. Four to two. Two men out and Chris Canazero. Right hand batter in. There's a first pitch. It's low outside for ball one.
to third base where he scored later on when Bob Billis moved the double to right field. Now the first pitch to the right-hand batter by Roger Craig. It's a curveball low outside for ball one. Rogers through three innings has given up two runs, allowed a total of six hits, struck out two, and has walked two. Now time call is goes over to get a rag soaked with pine tar to put on the bat handle. It's a warm night here. The temperature game time 81 degrees with the humidity up around 90. And now Craig back to work and there's a ball hit down the third base side but going foul. Charlie Neal going over couldn't get to it. The ball goes on out in the bullpen. Bullpen area is still a little bit muddy. The outside of the playing area the field is somewhat damp from the rains here early this morning. Infield is very dry. The tarp was on it. Outfield in certain spots, not too sure. Now Craig with a new ball back to the plate inside and high. Ball two. Farrell goes down to his knees. Two balls and one strike. On deck batter, Bob Lillard. With a curve, and there's a fly ball hits the left field. Wendy waiting. Now moves in a couple of steps and makes a catch. So Roger gets his first man here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. And Bob Lillis comes up for the third time. Lillis won for three in the game, picking up a two base hit when he blooped the ball out to shallow right field. Neal went out to get his glove on the ball, but it was a tough chance, and when he was hit by Joe Christopher, Storr gave a two-base hit. Lillis batting 242 for the year, and batting from the right-hand side. And the first pitch to Lillis by Roger Craig. A fastball bounced off of the plate. Roger going back, has to wait. The ball comes on.
scores of all the other major league games for you at the end of the inning. There's a fastball that's through for strike one.
back looking for the double play with one man out. Their ball way outside. And Craig now behind one and all to Mahir. All and throwing in the bullpen for the net. As they lead in the game four to two. Position and back with the one pitch. One off pitch. It's on for a strike. Third ball breaking over the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Infield back looking for the double play with one man out. Runners at first and second base. again back to the plate with a fastball popped off of the hands in foul territory. Tannadale tries to get to the ball, but it wasn't high enough in the air to allow him to get to it. It'll go a strike two. Another count now, one ball and two strikes. Roger Craig asking for the ball that was fouled off to be put back in play. So Tannadale goes back, picks it up, tosses it to Al Barney. Al looks at it and puts it back in play. So Roger Craig will be working with the same ball. Pitchers like to feel a certain balls, and of course they like to keep the ball in play if that's the case. Some feel a little bit smaller, and also some are not quite as slippery as others. Roger likes to work with a very rough up ball, throwing a lot of breaking pitches, and also throwing the screw ball off of his fastball action. One and two as Craig catches the mound and comes back with a curve that is low outside. Two balls and two strikes. Bob Rulis at second base, Al Spangler at first. And Roman Mejia is the batter. All men run well. and two strikes as Craig throws a curve again, a swing and a miss for strike three. So Roger picks up a big strikeout, his third of the game for out number two. And now coming on, Dave Roberts. Roberts came in the game as a pitch hitter for Norm Larcher, who started the game. Larcher went out because of a bruised instep on his left foot as a result of a foul ball. Roberts' first time up off Craig, rounded out the first base from the left-hand side for the second time. Two men out. Runners at first and second. Score four to two in favor of the Mets and the first pitch to Roberts. A curve that's outside for ball one. Roger on this warm evening has thrown quite a few pitches. In the first game, Jay Hook started the game and was taken out after six innings, and when he went out of the game, he led 2 nothing. Craig now back to work, and the 1-0 pitch to Roberts. The curve is again outside. Ball two is going to second base too late. Back in ahead of the throw, Bob Lillard. After Hook went out of the game in the first game, the Colts started up at 2-2. The Mets took the lead in the top of the ninth, 3-2, and lost it when the Colts scored two in the bottom half of the ninth to win the game 4-3. to three. Craig now 
back on top and back to the plate. A curveball that swung on and fouled down in the dirt. Not going. Two balls and one strike.
draft choices and the expansion. And Jim Hickman may turn out to be a real find for the New York Mets. Now Christopher takes his lead off first. The one-two pitch by Farrell. Strike call. The Blazer on the outside corner. And Canelo is called out. That's the seventh strikeout of the game for Farrell. Delayed 
until the ball just was hitting into the catcher's mitt before he broke. And he caught the Colt 45 by surprise. They made no attempt at all to get him. Stolen base for Canisero. Runners on second and third now. Count one and two on Roger Craig. Farrell off the stretch. And the pitch thrown. It's up here for a tall third strike. And that's the eighth strikeout in six innings for Kirk Farrell. Home run of the 
six, the score, the New York Mets four, and the Houston Colts 45, three. All right, Bob, thank you very much. Kirk Farrell out taking his warm-up tosses now. take place at the Polo Grounds during the Mets' last homestand that you won't want to miss on Sunday, September 16th during pregame ceremonies before the game against the 1961 National League champion Cincinnati Reds. Bohack Supermarkets and King Corn Stamps will present a fully equipped Daytona-like automobile to the most popular Mets player. On that day, there will also be 2,000 guests of Bohack at the Polo Grounds, one of whom also will receive a fully equipped Daytona Lark. So, Remember the date, Sunday, September 16th, Bohack Day. Tickets for this game and all future games are now on sale at the Polo Grounds, Grand Central Station, and Pennsylvania Station. Reservations may also be made at all Howard Close stores. Elio Chacon is at the plate, and the first pitch is in there for a call, strike one. Chacon 
Mets have back-to-back base hits. Tiefenauer is up and throwing in the bullpen. Right-hander and knuckleballer Bob Tiefenauer warming up for the cold 45s. Here's Gene Woodling at the plate of left-hand batter, who is popped out, walking flat out to center field. Runners leading at first and second base. Kirk Farrell with a pitch swung on, and it's a high pop into short center field. Coming in is Carl Warwick. He's underneath, and he's waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. There's no advance. One away on Woodling's fly ball to center, and Marv Thornberry's coming up. Marv Thornberry sliced the base hit into left field with the bases loaded, and the top half of the third to account for two of the four runs that the Mets scored in the top of the third. Mets got all four of their runs in the top of the third, and they lead here by a score of 4-3. Now's the time to sit back, relax, and light up a cool cigarette. Chacon leads it second. Charlie Neal leads it first. Here's a throw to second, and he's out at second base. They got Chacon. Chacon has been picked off as Bob Lilly, the shortstop, got in behind us. So the pickoff goes one six. So that takes the pressure off Turk Farrell right here. Amar Thornberry standing in and waiting. Left hand batter. Here's the pitch. It's tight for ball one. Got no runs on one hit. Two hits, I beg your pardon. No errors and one left. At 
the end of six and a half innings of play. The score is the New York Mets four and the Houston Colts 45 three. And now, here's a familiar tune well worth marching to.
approaching at third, running the strategy department on the Houston Co. 45. There's a pitch out. Thought something might be on it, wasn't it? It's one and one. Craig is up and under the stretch. Throw over. 1-1. Perhaps you heard the announcement in the background that tomorrow it'll be Bob Bruce going for goal 45 against Craig Anderson in the New York Mets. There's a pitch high. 2-1. Craig Anderson came on this afternoon to pitch the ninth inning and was the losing pitcher in the afternoon game.
the plate this time is low to Hal Smith, and it's three and one.
Kirk is trying tonight to become the first Houston Colt 45 pitcher to achieve 10 victories. Here's a throw over to first, but Warwick's back safely.
Minnesota 9, Detroit 2. At Fastball with the winner, his 18th win. And Mossy the loser. Cleveland 3, Kansas City 2. Latman the winner. Fister the loser. Los Angeles Angels 2. Baltimore Orioles 1. Bo Belinsky the winner. He's 9-9. Nine nine. Now Chuck Estrada the loser. For the Colts 45, Billy Goodman stays in the ballgame at second base. In place of Joey Malfatana, for whom he hits... New York Mets here in the top half of the eighth inning will send up Jim Hickman. He is nothing for three tonight. Center fielder number nine, Jim Hickman. Here's a special announcement for all New York Mets fans. Fan Appreciation Day will be held at the Polo Grounds on Sunday, September 23rd. This is the Mets' last home game, so listen to this station for further announcements and details next week. Pitch to Hickman, swung on, it's a foul ball coming back. It is going into the stand and out of play. Third baseman Rob Estramani gave it a run, but it's out of play. Kirk Farrell started still in there for the Colt 45s, although Tiefenauer has been warming up about three separate times throughout the course of this ballgame. Here's a pitch low. It's one and one. Joe Christopher's on deck for the Mets, betting here in the top half of the eighth inning. This pitch is thrown on. It's a high fly ball deep to left field. It is sending Al Frangler way back there. And this one is second base and holds up there as Langler was there and so was Carl Warwick but ball bounced against the wall and they played it right off of the wall in the air and on in but Hickman is standing on second with a double as it hit above the head of Al Spangler out there on the wall in left center field so scored as a double for Jim Hickman will bring up Joe Christopher. Score tied here 4-4. That was the 11th hit for the Mets off Dick Farrell in this ballgame. And again, knuckleballer Bob Tiefenauer is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Colts 45. Christopher's a right-hand batter. Stretch. Hickman leads off the bag at second. Here's the ball punted. It's up into the air, but Farrell can't find the handle as it has a lot of English on it. And on it first is Christopher. No play made on him. And Farrell finally slipped down trying to field it. And it scored as a base hit. And trying to bust the ball, Christopher headed up into the air. Farrell came over to try to make a play, then tried to short hop it and could not control it. Had a lot of English on it. Skidded away from him. And he in turn skidded and tried to get back to make the play on it. So Christopher's on it first, and Hickman has moved to third on the play. Keneal will be coming up now for the Mets with runners at first and third. Nobody out as the Mets make a bid to push one across here in the top half of the eighth inning with the score side, 4-4. That was base hit number 12 for the Mets. Off Dick Farrell. Billy Goodman has come into the mound now and shortstop Bob Lillis has walked over. They're getting straightened out on uh, how they're going to play it here with runners first and third. 
Now Rod Keneal is being called back. Choo-choo Coleman comes out to the on-deck circle. Chris Canizero walks over to say a word to Coach Salihimas at first base. Keneal goes all the way back into the dugout. Choo-choo Coleman swinging back and coming up to bat for Keneal. Casey Stengel has gone to his bench here in an effort to get a run across in the top half of the eighth inning.
Elijah Craig coming out of the dugout now and coming on up here for the Mets. On Stephen R. Still. Throwing in the bullpen. Everybody had his favorite pick to win the pennant. And now all over 
New York, people are talking about their favorite candidate for Miss Rangel 1963. Who will next year's Miss Rangel be? Well, that's up to you. Your votes will decide the winners. So next time you're ordering Rheingold Extra Dry at any one of the 45,000 stores and taverns that sell New York's favorite beer, drop in a vote or two for your favorite candidate at the familiar Rheingold ballot box. No matter who your favorite is, true, Chris Wells, Loretta, Beverly, Eileen, or Carol, enjoy a glass of Rheingold Extra Dry. The one beer that year after year has been the chosen favorite of New Yorkers. Have a sip of Rheingold's extra clean, bright taste, and you'll join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Now for the New York Mets, Felix Mantia is in to play second base. Shortstop Bob Lillis. Slide to center, double single, and grounded out second to first. Al Barley, the umpire behind the plate, getting his own uh, lineup card straightened out at this moment. Manzia will bat seventh in the batting order of the New York Mets. Craig with the pitch, a breaking ball in there for a call strike one to Bob Lillis. Opening up the bottom half of the eighth inning. Again the pitch. Swung on and lined out in the left center field in there for a base hit. Jim Hickman scooped it up, relays it in, turning and holding it first. Is Lillis with his third base hit of the night. Represents potential tying run with nobody out. Al Spangler's coming up. Slide the right, struck out, walked, and was on on Camille Zera. Neil had successive errors in the bottom half of the sixth inning. One on Spangler, one on Mejia.
Jackson deals. Pitch is swung on and missed. coaches Lum Harris and Cott Deal in the absence of manager Harry Kraft who is bedded with the virus last year when Paul Richards left the Baltimore Orioles before the end of the season Lum Harris took over there as temporary manager now the 1-1 pitch swung out in full foul down past Harris the coaches box at third 1-2 to Mejia
period first in time, but the outset retires to five. So in the bottom half of the eighth, the Coast 45 are out with one run on two hits. No errors and one left. So at the end of eight full innings of play, the score is the New York Mets five and the Houston Coast 45 five. That'll be September 10th. The New York Mets will be in town at the Polo Grounds to take on the Milwaukee Braves. will be led in by Warren Spahn, Lou Burdett, Joe Adcock, Eddie Matthews, and, of course, Henry Aaron, one of the Major League's outstanding performers. The Gold 45s will be in for their, or rather, the Milwaukee Braves will be in for their last appearance of this season. And before the ball game uh, on Monday night, there will be field events including relays throwing from the outfield for speed, fungo hitting for accuracy, catchers throwing into a barrel at second base, and a wheelbarrow contest between the coaches. A blindfolded wheelbarrow contest to see which coaches blindfolded can find home plate. That's on Monday night. Say, do you know why Rheingold tastes so good? Well, dry tells you why. It tells you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costly way for a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. But why not find that out for yourself? Enjoy a cold glass of Rheingold right now. We'll be going out of the top half of the ninth inning, and the New York Mets will send up Charlie Neal. Against the Houston Gold 45 this season, Charlie Neal is batting 429, 15 for 35.
unpopular, more more uh, certain way to become unpopular in Houston than to let it be known that you live in Dallas. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. It's two and one. Thornberry's on deck for the match. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Merrill has struck out nine in this ballgame. His season's high is 12 strikeouts. It was a blazing fastball. He's always been pretty well up on the strikeout list. Here's 2-2 pitch. Swung on and has a fly ball to right. Roman Mejia will have a long run. He's coming on and he has it lined up now. Underneath and makes the catch. So Neil and Hersher have flied out to Mejia's two away and Mara Thornberry coming up. He had a bases loaded single in the third to drive him two runs. Otherwise, he gets struck out, popped out, and struck out.
catch in left center. Astromani has slid out to Hickman three times. That's seven foot outs for Jim Hickman tonight. One away, nobody on for the Colt 45. That brings up Hal Smith. 45. He'll be here tomorrow, and he'll be eligible to play Jim Campbell in here to finger this afternoon. There's a foul tip. Caught him on the hand. And he's going to be out a couple of weeks, so permission was received from President Warren Giles of the National League for Renew to be brought up. Again, Roger Craig with the pitch. Low and away. Short hop by Canizero. It's one and one. Mets five and the Houston Colt 45s five. Bottom half of the ninth inning. The pitch low. It's two and one. Here's the two one pitch. Missing outside. It's three and one. Jim Umbright is up and throwing again in the bullpen for the Colts. Catch. No 
advanced by Al Smith. He returns to the bag at first. Eight foot outs for Jim Hickman in center field. Up, but Johnny Temple's going to bat for him here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Temple batting for Turk Farrell. So Turk Farrell is out of the ball game, having got nine innings, in which he gave up five runs on 13 hits. He struck out nine and he walked two. Temple is in there for a call strike. Two men out, the runner at first base. Score tied, 5-5. Five, five. Again, Craig checks. Here's the pitch for on, and it's popped up off the line at third, and given a run. Charlie Neal, but it's in the stands now to play. The eight putouts by Jim Hickman in center field tonight has tied the major league record that was set by Mike Donlan of the New York Giants on October 13, 1905, and tied by Ed Roush of the Cincinnati Reds on October 1, 1919. So Jim Hickman tied that major league record here tonight with eight putouts in center field. Pitch is low for a ball. One and two.
here in Houston at 6 p.m. in New York.
fans, any time is a good time to enjoy the brisk, bright flavor of Rheingold, but it goes especially well with these wonderful autumn days that are coming up. Yes, sir, wonderful days call for the wonderful taste of Rheingold Extra Dry, a taste that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Rheingold is beer and beer should taste, and dry tells you why. It tells you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costly way. Brewed extra dry to be extra refreshing. So you better stock up now and have plenty of cool, refreshing Rheingold extra dry on hand. Enjoy those wonderful days with the wonderful beer, Rheingold extra dry. Tenth inning, Roger Craig still on the mound for the New York Mets. He started, he's come all the way. And the coach will be sending up Bob Lillis, shortstop, who has three hits tonight. Driven in one run and scored one himself. Lillis, one time, the property of the Dodgers. Bunch of all down to first baseline. Thornberry will have to field it. Can Craig get there ahead of a runner? He
been behind the plate all the way tonight. Pitch is far out. It's a ground ball to third. Charlie Neal takes it, looks the runner, throws the first. The runner's advancing now to third. Throwing very throw back, not in time. Roberts is backed out of the batter's box. And as they were started 
headed out toward the mound, takes a couple of steps, stops now as Craig waves him back. Dave Roberts back in. He's waiting for a payoff pitch. Craig shakes off one side. Another. Two running him all the way around. Now, the 3-2 pitch. Low, it gets by Kenneth. Team at all as they scored in the 10th inning to win the doubleheader, winning 
the fourth, first game by a score of four to three, and the second game by a score of six to five. Roger went nine and two thirds innings. That is the second time that he has gone in extra innings this season. In the nine and two thirds innings, he gave up six runs, allowed twelve base hits, he struck out five and walked five. In the tenth inning, the first man up, Bob Willis, beat out a bunt for a base hit. Roger a little bit late covering from the pitcher's mound, and he was not able to make the play. Then Al Spangler laid down a perfect sacrifice bunt to move Bob Willis over to second base. And when Roman Mejia scrounged out the third, the break of the game came for the Houston Colt 45s, and Bob Willis very alertly went over to third base on the throw to first base. As he was on third base, Roger Craig worked to Dave Roberts, who had singled in the tying run in the eighth inning, the fifth one for the Colt 45. He got the count to three and two and gave up ball four, which also turned out to be a wild pitch, and on the wild pitch, Willis scored from third base with the winning run of the ball game. For the Colt 45s, their 14th extra inning game, the fifth one they have won this year. They have lost eight and tied one. The Mets played their 16th extra inning game, and they lost their 12th while winning four. It was also the 53rd one-run game played by the Mets. They have won 16 now and lost 37. In the series here at Houston, the Colt 45s have won seven of the eight games played here in Houston. One game remaining, that'll be tomorrow. Game time will be at 5.55 New York time. Scheduled to go on that game, Bob Bruce for the Colt 45s. He has a record of nine wins and eight losses against Craig Anderson, who has lost 16 in a row, and he has a record of three and 17. At the Polar Grounds, the Colt 45s have a record of two wins and two losses. They'll be coming in for five more games playing in the Polar Grounds on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. The 18th will be a twi-night doubleheader, the 19th a twi-night doubleheader, and a single-day game on the 20th. On the season, the Colt 45s have won nine of the 12 games played so far, and the Mets now on the road have lost their 58th game. They have won 17. They have won 18 while losing 51 at home, and their overall record now, 35 wins and 109 losses. For the Colt 45s, they have won their 31st game of the year here in Colt Stadium. They have lost 45 here, and with their road record of 25 and 42, they have an overall record of 55 wins, make a 56 wins and 87 losses. Colts have now won six in a row. This is the highest they have ever won in their history, and they have won 11 of their last 14 games. The Mets have lost six in a row with their loss here in the second game of the split day-night doubleheader. That's the story on the first game, the second game, I should say. On the first game, the Colts won it 4-3 to three when they came from behind to score two runs in the ninth inning to give the loss to Craig Anderson, his 17th of the year, the winning pitcher in the first game was Russ Kimmer, his fourth win against two losses. Once again, the final score in the second game, the Colts six, the Mets five, the winning pitcher Jim Umbright, he has now a record of two wins and no losses, the losing pitcher Roger Craig has record seven wins and 23 losses. That's the story right here from Colts Stadium. Don't forget, a game tomorrow, the final game of the season here in Houston between the Mets and the Colts. Game time will be at 5.55 New York time, and the game will be both on television and on radio. This 
broadcast came to you through the courtesy of the Liebman Breweries, New York and New Jersey, and Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. Right now, I'd like to remind you to enjoy fine cold Rheingold. Rheingold Extra Dry. Those two little words, Extra Dry, tell you why Rheingold is preferred by more New Yorkers than any other beer. Enjoy an ice cold, ice cold glass of good Rheingold Extra Dry. Now, this is Ralph Kiner saying so long for Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy, our statistician Joe McDonald, our engineer Joe Kresnicka, our producer Joe Gallagher, and for cool cigarettes. You'll feel extra coolness in your throat when you come up to the menthol magic of cool. Once again, the final score of the two games here from Houston. The first game won in the daytime by the Colt 45-4-3. The second game won here tonight by the Colt 45-6-5 in 10 innings. So long, everybody. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network.